0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Old Men Know Stuff. Here's your host, Dan Witham. Hey, everybody. Welcome again to Old Men Know Stuff podcast. Uh, and this one is episode number 12. And uh, we're so glad to have you with us and you're taking your time. And guess who's with me today? Mrs. Witham.
1: Hey, everybody. Glad to be here.
0: She goes by the first name Sheila. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when the Lord said to start Oldman, no, uh, no stuff podcast, He said to camp out on wisdom. That, uh, Proverbs 4 7 says that wisdom is the chief thing, and in all you're getting, make sure you get wisdom and understanding. And, uh, the wisdom nugget I call it for this week is, uh, in Proverbs 5 verses 1 and 2. Um, and it says, uh, my child, that's you. Uh, attend unto my wisdom, God's wisdom and bow your ear hmm, to my understanding. That means you've got to listen, listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying that you may regard discretion and that discretion would be God's stop signs. And they are very important. We're going to talk about God's stop signs in the next episode more. Right, Sheila?
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, We'll be talking about today the most profound thing in the history of this planet. I'll say that again. The most profound thing actually in the history of God's creation. And uh, uh, I hope I got your attention. And for some of you watching, um, this may be old hat. And if it's old hat, then you'll have to uh, grace me. But uh, for those that know a lot about it, some about it, little about it, um, it, I think it's very important. And for many that are watching, it's not only important, it's vital to their eternal destiny. Uh, We're going to be talking about uh, the precious blood, the precious blood. We're going to be going through quite a few scriptures, so if they're driving, Sheila, they shouldn't take notes right now.
1: Absolutely. Do not take notes. You can record it. Watch it later.
0: It's the foundational principle in the Bible. And as I said, it's the precious blood. Uh, There's salvation in that blood. There's healing in that blood, deliverance in that blood, and life in that blood. And we could camp out on a whole boatload of scriptures, but we won't. uh, for for time's sake this time. But I do want to share this story uh, real quick. Um, I'm sitting 10 years ago in a meeting with a ministry leader in a boardroom surrounded by 15 people sitting next to um, uh, another consultant. And the ministry leader's at the head of the table, and they were strategizing as we do, trying to write the vision for the ministry. And uh, the ministry leader says, uh, "I got a new message on the blood. I want to do. Uh, I think we ought to do a booklet and a series on the blood." And right away, the uh, person next to me, uh, who is in this way and is a consultant, uh, stood up, slammed down the magazine. His Charisma Magazine, he was actually reading at the time, and said, uh, there we go, the blood, that's icky, that's spooky. Now I'm going to stop for a second, because the blood of Jesus Christ is not icky, it's not spooky, it's everything in the entire universe it will ever be. And um, it's the precious blood. I wanted to make sure that that point is well received both by new bees that might be watching and by the pastors uh, who perhaps are watching that uh, it's the most powerful thing in the history of the universe. Father God considers uh, his, the blood of his son uh, the most precious thing that he had to offer up.
1: Absolutely. And it's only the blood of Jesus that could be a propitiation for our sins and everything else for us to have in life. No, no, no other blood would have, would have worked. No other blood could have done it. It was only the great, great sacrifice that Jesus was willing to make in, in order for all of us to have life eternally.
0: So man, mankind, of course, in the Old Testament thought that they could get to God, and God instructed them to bring the blood of an animal, a bull or a goat. And uh, they were able to make atonement once a year in the Holy of Holies uh, with that blood of the animal. But uh, that just covered sin. We're talking about the precious blood that takes away Takes away away sin,
1: and Uh, when the priests used to go in, correcting me if I'm wrong. So it's once a year, clean lamb. The only the high priest could go in, and when he went in, they had on long garments and they had bells on the end of them. And if there was any sin at all in that priest's life, those bells would quit ringing, and the people would know that he had sin in his life. Correct, and he would instantly die. Correct, so. That's just part of what God has done for us, that we don't have to worry about paying that price or being perfect, because he's He's done it all for us. He's given the ultimate. Uh,
0: without question. Uh, did you know that uh, in my research, um, demons were the first to know about the power of the blood? No. Okay, I'll explain it. <laughs> Tell me. Mark chapter 1 verse 23 and 24. uh, The Lord was beginning his ministry. He walks into the synagogue or the church of the day, and what's he run into? He runs into a demon in the synagogue. I'm going to camp out there for a little bit of osmosis. He ran into a demon in the church, and what did he do? The demon was the first one to recognize the power of the blood. He said, Let us alone, Jesus of Nazareth. Have you come to destroy us? (laughs) I know that you're the Holy One of God. And, uh, of course, the Lord rebuked him and uh, commanded the demon to come out of him. He did the same thing in Mark chapter 5. Jesus went across Galilee in a boat, and they met him, one coming out of the tombs. Uh, Scripture says... And uh, guess what? He said the same thing as in Mark 1, that demon. This time he said uh, he's been cutting himself. He was naked, pretty crazed looking. He said, uh, Jesus, thou son of God, torment me not. In both instances, Mark 1, Mark 5, both demons knew him right away before people. Why? Because they understood the power of the blood. In Mark chapter 5, uh, Another situation uh, after Mark 1, Jesus went across the Galilee. He approaches uh, the hillside over there at Gadara. Down comes the hillside, comes a man uh, naked, cutting himself uh, with stones. And uh, uh, the demon that was in him recognized the Lord right away and said, uh, Torment us not, thou son of God, what have we to do with you? The long and the shard is both instances right out of the gate in Mark Uh, the demon knew the power of the blood that was established from the foundations of the earth in the heavenlies because the accuser of the brethren, Satan, has access to this day to the throne of God. Don't ask me why, but he does. So the demons did know and do know the power of the blood.
1: Absolutely. And they run from it. And And we we have to learn. Speaking of wisdom, um, I think it's great wisdom when we learn to use the power of the blood
0: because absolutely we have it. yes, we do. Uh, we often don't uh, recognize that. I pray that out of this podcast we do. Uh, I wanted to show you just how precious the blood is. Sheila, I want Sheila to read as our anchor scripture today uh first Peter chapter one, uh, verse eighteen through twenty, and uh, Peter who at this point when he wrote this knew a little bit about the power of the blood after uh, denying the Lord three times. Go ahead.
1: Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ and as a lamb without blemish and without spot.
0: Peter described the blood of Christ as precious. For effect, I'm taking my glasses off and looking at you through the camera. Do you believe, and uh, is His blood precious in your life? Not just one minute a day, or one hour a day, or every minute of the day. Um, It will never go away. If you recognize the Lordship, first of all, the, the salvation through that blood, but the Lordship of Jesus Christ... That blood is your anchor. It is your covering. As we talked about earlier, not only salvation, healing, deliverance, it's your protection. It's your everything. It's the most precious thing that there is. And uh, Peter described it very well because he knew firsthand the preciousness of the blood.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It is the precious blood of Jesus. I think oftentimes we as Christians think about the death, the burial, the resurrection, and we accept all of that, but we don't stop to really think about it is the blood. It is the shed blood of Jesus that is priceless, that washes away our sin, that makes a way for us to live in eternity and provides that path. So I think yeah, I think we all just need to kind of stop sometimes and and take a hard look at the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross.
0: <laughs> 24-7, uh, it doesn't Not ever. just
1: at Easter. We always <laughs> do it at Easter and people cry and Jesus was on the cross, but we need to do it every day. We need to thank God for that precious blood that, number one, Jesus was willing to to be able to willing to sacrifice and suffer and be beaten for us because he didn't have to. He could have called in legions of angels at any minute to deliver him. And when he was going, you know, before he went to the cross and he said, Father, if you can take this from me, do. Right. but he knew he couldn't. And he knew that he was going to ultimately pay that price so that we can live forever in eternity.
0: Hence, uh, Galatians 4. Right there, uh, that he had to get to that cross to shed his blood. Uh, we read that in uh, Galatians four, in the fullness of time, which was the perfect time of the Father. God sent His Son, uh, and that was decided from the foundations of the earth. To what he had to, he had, to, he was born to die, born to die. And in, in uh, John the Baptist said in uh, John 1, 29, Behold the Lamb that takes away the sin of the world, takes it away that it no longer had to be covered through the atonement uh, one time by the high priest. Um, I think John, John 3, 16 and 17, uh, that same God that loved us so much chose to die on Calvary, I wrote, and shed his precious blood because you were that important to him. I'm going to say it again. You, all of you watching, listening, were that important to him that he wanted you to spend eternity with him. And the only other way to have this happen was that you come through the blood, the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, I'll go right there. He said um, Jesus prophesied. uh, Did you know this uh, of uh, the cross in Numbers chapter 21? Mm -mm, Yeah. He uh, he he referred back in John chapter three verse fourteen, right before the famous uh, uh, John three sixteen, God so loved the world that uh, he gave his only begotten Son. Jesus said right before that in John three fourteen, he said, um, "If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me." If I be lifted up on that cross, and he said, just as Moses uh, raised up in Numbers chapter 21, verse 8 and 9, uh, if the serpent, this is interesting, Phil, if the serpent, uh, which is sin, uh, bit someone, uh, Moses used his rod, made a staff, put, put a serpent on the top of the staff, and if they beheld the serpent, in Numbers twenty one, if they beheld the serpent, uh, that was the same as eradicating sin. Uh, the serpent on the pole, the same as eradicating sin. If they looked and understood that that certain sin was removed by beholding uh, that uh, they lived, and the serp, the the pole in Numbers twenty and twenty two that Jesus was referring to when he said, "If I be lifted up, uh, that pole." represented his cross. And if they beheld that pole, if you watching behold the cross and the blood that was shed, then you are saved.
1: Amen. That's exactly (laughs) right. But you know what I was just thinking is, it, it wasn't just precious blood, but it was perfect blood because Jesus lived a perfect and sinless life. And had he not done that, then the blood would have not worked.
0: Good point. Good point. Got some other scriptures I want to uh, rip through for you real quick. Uh, uh, Sheila, can you read John 19.30? Do you have it? Uh,
1: I'll try. Um, So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished, and bowing his head, he gave up his spirit.
0: That's, that sour wine was the uh, the vinegar on the cross in the New King James Version, and he had refused that up until that point. Did you know that? He refused to take the vinegar until that point because he wanted to experience the entirety of all the weight of all of, all of us sinners. Uh, and when he had fully f- felt, received, understood as a man— God-man, he then received the vinegar and gave up the ghost. And when he gave up the ghost, he said, it's finished. But the sacrifice of uh, atonement for sin going into the holy place once a year on the Day of Atonement, uh, that was not needed anymore. The veil was rent. We have access to the Father, and that was finished. He gave us Access to the Father. Father.
1: Yeah, so that means the ultimate price was paid.
0: It was finished. Uh, Second Corinthians 5.21, the word says, God made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. That's a wild, wild uh, scripture, that he made his son who knew no sin that we might be made righteous to the Father. Uh, my mind goes over to Ephesians. Uh, it's not of works, lest any man should yeah. boast. It is the gift of God. What gift? His righteousness uh, given to us through that precious blood. And then uh, Ephesians nine ten goes on to say, it's by this grace that you're saved through faith, not of yourselves. Uh, it's the gift of God, should any man boast. It's all about the precious, precious blood. Actually, Jesus put it real clearly in uh, John 14, 6. He said, I'm the way and the truth and the life. He clarified it. There is no other way to get to the Father but through me. And then in Luke 18, we have an example of uh, someone who tried to uh, consider getting to the Father some other way, and I wanted to read it to you out of the King James It's uh, Luke 18. Uh, It's two men, and one is religious. Pause for effect. And one is not religious, humble, in need of. He said, parable of two men. And he spake this parable, Jesus did, unto certain of the people which trusted in themselves, trusted in their works. That's why I read you Ephesians just now that they were righteous and despised other people, were better than. Wow. Two men went up into the temple to pray. The one a Pharisee, righteous, religious. The other one a publican, poor, lower than. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. He said, God, I thank you that I'm not as other men. I'm not an extortioner, an unjust adulterer. All of those sins, just like that publican is. I'm better than that. He said, I even fast twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays, the Jews did. I give tithes of all that I possess. So I did a bunch of good stuff. And the publican, standing afar off, would not even as so much as lift, lift up his eyes under the heavens, but he smote his breasts in repentance, a sign in. Uh, Old Testament of smiting your breast is repentance. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Salvation's fairly simple for us. That's all we need to say. God, be merciful to us, a sinner. More on that in a minute. I tell you, this man, Jesus is saying, Jesus, Lord Jesus, is saying, I tell you, this man went down to his house more justified than the other Pharisee. For everyone that exalts himself, I'm somebody, shall be brought down, abased, and he that humbles himself shall be exalted. Your comments, honey, on that?
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, pride obviously goes before the fall. And when we think, you know, we are somebody, Without the Lord, I mean, he has a way of letting us know that, <laughs> yeah, you know, you do, you do need me, whether you acknowledge it or not. And I think in this situation, especially, it just shows the humbleness. I mean, the word says "the the first shall be last, the last shall be first. So God, God looks at our heart. You know, when we think we're somebody, we're all puffed up and we can accomplish in, a, in our own. Um, we can't. You know, we all need him, whether we recognize it or not. One day we will all stand before him and we certainly will at that point. But I think it just shows us that we, you know, we are to be humble and not to be prideful and think that we can do it all. And the main thing I think it shows and we all know that and it's the great equalizer that all have sinned. So it doesn't matter what sin you committed; um, it's all sin in the in the eyes of the Lord, and that is um, that's the great equalizer. We all have sinned, and we all have come short of the glory of God, and we all need Him.
0: It covers it all. Uh, my mind goes back to one of my first statements so twenty minutes ago that this conversation, this podcast about the precious blood, probably is old hat to many. And yeah, I've been there, done that. I need you, I'd like you, I'd ask you to marinate on that a little bit. How precious is that blood to you? Every minute of every day, the Holy Spirit brings you to your remembrance. Because it cost the Father everything. Everything. And all we need to do is do what we're about to do right now. And that is uh, for those that don't know the power of this precious blood, the saving grace of this precious blood, the healing, the deliverance, not only salvation, but protection. And I think in this world, as we walk through it, um, where Jesus talked about, honey, in John 16, 13, that he's our guide through that precious blood. You can't be guided by the Holy Spirit without starting with uh, the blood of Christ. So right now, let's pray, honey, that uh, those listening that don't know uh, the Lord is uh, Savior, that don't know the Lord is Lordship of their life, that don't know the preciousness of that blood, that God, I'll say God, uh, considers the most important thing He ever created, Um, let's pray that they come to know that saving grace. Amen. Lord, we thank you um, that the power of the blood that's available right now for those that are hearing and seeing, watching, um, that they come to uh, repentance like this poor man did in Luke 18 and simply say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for all of my sin. Um, I confess that I'm a sinner, I confess that you're a Savior, and Lord, uh, I come to you humbly, I give you my sin, I repent of my sin, I don't want to go back to my sin, I, rep- I repent of my sinful thoughts, my thoughts that I'm more something than somebody else, something uh, that like that Pharisee, we all come to the Lord Jesus Christ, and we're all brought, as Sheila just said, on that same level playing field through the blood of Christ. So we pray right now for those listening that you would confess your sin and believe that uh, God raised uh, His Son from that garden tomb, and because He did, that you are saved. It's that simple. Salvation and eternity hangs in the balance for you right now. If you accept that precious blood and repent and say, Jesus, forgive me, I'm a sinner, like that poor man did. You are saved, and we give you glory for that and praise, actually. Amen. Actually.
1: Uh, Lord, I would just ask that you would send your Holy Spirit, Lord, to minister to everyone who is listening. Lord, let them be convicted of their sin, but, Lord, let them understand the great, great love that you have for them. That's why you died on the cross and shed your precious blood. It is because of the love that you have. For God so loved the entire world that he gave his only begotten son. So Lord, just let everyone who's listening right now feel your presence, feel your love, and just have a convicted heart and spirit to come to know you, to live a life of your gratefulness and blessing and plenty because your life is so much greater than anything we could ever live and do on our own. And I just thank you, Lord, for just ministering to them in that way. Jesus name.
0: Amen. Thank you, honey. So the precious Could blood. Can I say
1: something real quick, sure. you're talking about the blood? You know, after you're saved and you're living for the Lord, one thing that we do regularly, and I used to, we used to only do it at church on high holidays, Easter, Christmas, but we take communion almost on a daily basis. And that is a reminder. It's a great, great reminder of us. Well, the
0: Lord said, do this in remembrance yeah. of me.
1: And and I I encourage everyone to do that. You know, get a box of disposable communion cups and breads, and uh, and use that because it centers you every single morning. There I think go. when we do that, it centers us on the Lord, and and allows us to face our day with Him being, you know, preem having preeminence in all that we say and do. Well
0: said. Well said. So we're wrapping up uh, this podcast number twelve. Uh, it's the precious blood, um, because and it's precious because nothing in this world uh, has ever been created by the Father that has more effect for change uh, in men and women. Than the precious blood thank you for joining us tell a friend i hope you're enjoying us uh, the next one you don't want to miss the next podcast episode 13. Uh, it's going to be on what
1: stop signs
0: stop signs thank you for joining us today on old men no stuff thank you honey bye-bye thanks for joining us for this episode of old men know stuff for more information go to old men